Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe we all know how it goes. Someone will ask the question, how are you doing? And you will respond, good, okay. It's just sort of a response that comes in a passing conversation. I'm not certain that we even really listen very well when we're asked the question or when people respond. It's just seems to be a programmed response. Someone told me the other day they were at the doctor's office. They weren't feeling very well. And the doctor came in and said, how are you doing? And they responded, pretty good. So, I mean, it's just something that we say. But have you ever stopped for a moment and asked yourself, really, is everything okay? Is everything good? Is everything pretty good? This time of the year, Christmas, the season is fading away. The lights will soon be down. The decorations will be gone. I teased you a little bit with a couple hymns today, a couple Christmas hymns. But that will probably be the last of the Christmas hymns. So it soon will be a distant memory this Christmas. And we're back to the everyday routine of life. The pace of life is hurried, and we know during the month of January we don't get as much light as we would like. There's a lot of darkness. We have the same diet of news fed to all of us. We hear the news from our world around us, the nation that we live in, the state that we live in, uh, the surrounding states around us, the city of St. Louis, and even our own neighborhood. We have 24 hours in a day. Is that enough, or is that too much? It's another day, another night, dealing with all the issues of life. So tell me the truth. How are you doing? The prophet Isaiah, in the chapter right before the one we have in our Old Testament lesson today, speaks to a nation in a deep moral crisis. And he says these words, Your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. No one enters court justly. No one goes to the law honestly. They rely on empty pleas. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. For truth has stumbled. For truth has fallen in the public square. The nation he speaks to might as well be a news flash from our world, from our time right now. And so as we think about this world that we live in, this nation uh, that we have before us, you know, how are we really doing? Most people tend to see life in two ways. Defending the way things are, you get what you get, it is what it is, and nothing is going to change, so just accept what we have. Or others are so preoccupied with changing everything and everyone that everything has to change, either either some way like it was before or some way in the future, but something has to change. But I would propose to you this morning a third way to consider a third way. And it's the epiphany way, the one that we hear from the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Isaiah was so certain of this future that God's light was going to come, 
that he could proclaim it in his time at that very moment. Even in the darkness of the Babylonians, Isaiah could speak, the light has come, that this light of Christ, this light that has come into the world, that we know to be certain is Jesus Christ. The light has come to us in Christ. St. Augustine said this, even when light passes through pollution, light is not polluted. Its radiance cleanses the polluted medium it penetrates. The light of Christ. The pollution of our sin is cleansed. The light of Christ, the pollution of this world, is cast away when touched by the light of God's presence that comes in Christ Jesus. The words of scripture that come to us that remind, me, remind us of this, those who look to Christ are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The light of Christ comes to you and comes to me. And the light comes by hearing the word of God, by listening to what God has to say to us. Jesus says, whoever is my disciple listens to what God says. Dr. Dale Meyer, president of Concordia Seminary, has suggested a new symbol for epiphany. It should be the otoscope. That's the light that the doctor uses to examine your ear. He said, today it's through your ear that Christ shines his light into your heart. In our human situation, God gives the light of his son through word and sacraments so that we know Christ is the true light, that he has come into the darkness of our lives and that we can walk as children of the light, confident that God is leading, that God is guiding, and that God is directing our days. But this light is not something that is a private matter. It's not a light that we keep only to ourselves. So as you think about the light of God, the light of Christ that shines on you, how are you doing in reflecting that light to others? In sports, it's been said, Good is the enemy of great. Good is the enemy of great. And I believe it applies to the church. It applies to our lives. We can't accept good, okay, or pretty good with what God has given to us. Because God has given us something great. Something excellent that has come to us in Christ. Listen once again to the words of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. This light that God gives to you is the light that he gives to the church so that we might rise, so that we might reflect this light in our lives and all that we do, all that we say, the actions that we have before others, the actions that we do together as we gather together here in word and sacrament, but as we go out into the world, as we go out and share the light of Christ. Pastor Dinger's report, some of you received in an email 
There are copies in the back if you would like to look at them. But he reflected upon this light that we, we shine, this continuing epiphany that God, by his grace, allows us to reflect in the light that we reach out to our neighborhood and to our nations. So I'd like to just go over those once again, these highlights that he, he put together. Fifteen baptisms and four adult baptisms. Worship attendance over 200 each weekend. We bring word and sacrament to over 100 people each month outside the walls of Timothy, including Young in Spirit, Charter Senior Living, Mary Queen and Mother Center, Our Lady of Life, Sunrise Retirement, Casey Page Assisted Living, and Farmington Correction Center. We celebrated five years of NOAA Comfort Dog Ministry that impacts countless people with a ministry of presence and comfort in those times of distress and need. We have provided education support to 30 of our children to Word of Life, nine scholarships to Lutheran High School, and two Concordia Seminary students were supporting. Each day we bring 14 students to and from Word of Life to make their attendance at Word of Life that much more possible. Our Easter egg hunt connected with over 400 people in our community. We were able to build a handicap access for one of our members who suffered a tragic accident. We provide critical nutritional twice a month with our food bank. Our Christmas market was a wonderful success reaching out in the presence of the light of Christ here in our neighborhood. And we sent Pastor and Marianne Rawl again to Papua New Guinea to go for us in bringing the gospel from our neighborhood to the nations. And you might think of other ones, thinking about our national youth gathering, where our youth went, where we supported them so that they could go to the national youth gathering. Or our junior high youth in the retreat that they've been able to experience. But all of these things are great things that God has done through us so that we can be a light to our community to our neighborhood, to this city that we live in, to the nation. Christ reminds us today that we, know, we need to know that what he gives to us, what God gives to us as Christ as the light, is tangible in the issues that we face and that others face in our world today. A recent study said that there is a decline in community involvement. People don't have the friendships that they used to have. There's a rise in alcohol and drug abuse, a greater strain on marriages and relationships. There is still much to do, much for us to shine our light into the darkness of this world, to know that God gives great opportunities for us to shine the light, that we are the light that needs to shine in the darkness. The sainted pastor Vern Gunderman had a New Year prayer that he shared with some pastors. And one of the petitions says this, Show us people and their causes that need us most. Show us people and their causes that need us most. And it may not always be comfortable. It might not be the likely recipients that we would think. Think about the time of Jesus as he comes as a light. Shepherds, magi, tax collectors, prostitutes, widows, people who were sick, orphans, lepers, sinners. 
some unlikely recipients. But as God works out his divine plan through us and with us, and allowing us to be the light of Christ, when we share this light of Christ, there's something that happens to us. We have the assurance and the certainty that God is with us through all of our struggles, through all the realities of this life, that we can let our light shine, that this darkness that is in our world today, that has always been in the world, but that Christ has come into the light, And most certainly, the deepest darkness that's in our world today is the darkness of death, the darkness of Sheol. Whether people want to admit it or not, the darkness of death is always before us. And that's the greatest fear that people have. The greatest fear is that darkness of death. But the words of Scripture speak to us today. Our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death, And brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus Christ is the light that has come into the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. So now when you are asked, how are you doing? What's your response? Faith promises that our final answer will be, I'm doing great. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. To life everlasting. Amen.